This is episode 40 of the Gen X Photography Podcast. And in this episode, Suzanne and I interview um, Sarah Akers from North Carolina. So I hope you enjoy that interview. It was a, we had a wonderful time talking with her. But before we get into the episode, um, I just wanted to give um, some sincere thanks and shout outs to some people that sent me uh, some wonderful gifts. And they weren't for me. And I'll explain uh, what this is all about, but just some people that sent some wonderful gifts to me uh, for my niece. And the reason uh, why is about a week ago, uh, a little over a week ago, my brother-in-law's uh, house, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house, as well as their two teenage daughter, uh, daughters, their house completely burned to the ground. Uh, it was about you know two in the morning, and uh, thankfully they got out safe. None of them uh, were harmed physically, but they lost everything, including five wonderful pets, three dogs and two cats who weren't able to get out, um, and everything else. Just unimaginable loss. Um, so we all, as a family, got together uh, to to support them. There was a GoFundMe page that was uh, completed. Um, and then, of course, the, the homeowner's insurance hopefully will kick in. And then as far as our family, uh, family and friends, you know, close family and friends, we got together and uh, gave them monetary gifts as well. But uh, just unimaginable loss. And so what I, uh, I, one thing that I was thinking about is their youngest daughter, who's 16, uh, is a film shooter herself. And, of course, losing everything, she lost her camera uh any lenses she had as well as any film she had um, and her uh, uh, developing kit. Uh, she lost all of it. And so I uh, reached out to the uh, fine folks at the Negative Positives Facebook page and explained the situation and then asked if, you know, I explained it was a big ask, but if anyone had any cameras that they were willing to part with that they, you know, didn't want or, you know, just however it worked out. If they had any cameras that they were willing to part with, I'd be willing to settle up with them. And out of such generosity, uh, several people uh, contacted me and and offered some of their their fine equipment. And uh, just out of out of their generosity, none of them wanted to be uh, paid or anything. It was just a beautiful expression of generosity and kindness and love. And I just I want to make a sincere thank you generally, but I also want to make a sincere thank you to each of them individually. And so I'm going to do that here uh, right now. So I'll start with uh, by by the order in which they came, uh, came to me. I had them sent to me so I could present them all as a gift to my, my niece. So the first one is uh, Randall Chu. Uh, Randall Chu lives uh, in Colorado, and he sent me a wonderful... Uh, Olympus OM2N, an OM2N, and <laughs> what a stunning camera! It's a, a I I the, when I'm looking at it, I I can't imagine that it was even used. It was taken such good care of, and it came with two lenses, an Olympus um, uh, OM I think 28 to 70 or 35 to 70 zoom lens, as well as a beautiful Vivitar. You all know I love my Vivitar lenses. <laughs> uh, Vivitar, um, all all metal, all mechanical, um, 70 to 150 uh, zoom lens. Beautiful lens. Um, 
as well as five rolls of film, five, you know, really lovely, lovely rolls of film. So thank you, Randall, for sending that. That's, I think she's going to, to enjoy it. Next came uh, from Brandon Christian Helton. Brandon Christian Helton um, sent a wonderful Nikon N70, a Nikon N70, a, a more modern um, uh, uh, SLR with a, a wonderful zoom lens. And my goodness, this thing is a beast. <laughs> Just a, a wonderful technological wizard, wizardry of a camera. Um, I really think she's going to enjoy uh, this camera. So thank you, thank you, Brandon, uh, for sending that that lovely, lovely camera. I'm, I'm really happy, and I, again, think she's going to definitely enjoy it. And then today, uh, from Chris, uh, Christopher Pollan, uh, he sent a Canon EOS, let's see, Canon EOS 10S with a, a, a lovely zoom lens. Uh, attached to it, a skylight filter, um, as well as a roll of film. And this camera is just a, a honking beast. Uh, you know, wonderful camera from the 1990s. Um, you know, completely manual and also completely out of focus, kind of like the Nikon. I think it's going to be a wonderful uh, thing for her sister. I, I reached out to him and said that her sister, her oldest sister, uh, 18, uh, lost everything as well. And she might enjoy uh, being able to shoot some film as a creative outlet for, you know, her loss. Um, I'm not sure if she's a photographer or not, but she might enjoy it. And so this, I think, will be a wonderful gift for her. And so thank you so much, for uh, Christopher, for, uh, for sending that camera. And then Penny Ferris. Penny Ferris? Penny Ferris? I'm not sure how to say your first name, but uh, it looks like Penny, but I'm Gonna guess it's Penny, but I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, she reached out to me and said she'd love to send some film. So um, I gave her my address and she sent <laughs> just some wonderful, wonderful film. I think uh, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 13 rolls of black and white in color. Um, so Penny, thank you so, so much for this. Uh, a camera without film, a film camera without film is nothing. So you are helping to supply the the other beautiful part of that package, which is the film. So Penny, thank you. Uh, thank you for your generosity. So again, Randall, Brandon, uh, Christopher, and Penny, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom, bottom of my heart for your generosity to, to my nieces. They again they lost everything but themselves and i think and hope that this is going to be a nice creative outlet for them uh going forward so thank you well now let's get on into the the podcast with our interview with sarah acres whose wonderful photography you can find on instagram at sadie.k.acres sadie s-a-d-i-e dot k dot acres a-k-e-r-s sadie.acres and her name is sarah acres so head on head on over to instagram and check out her photography it is amazing
Welcome, everyone, to episode 40, can you believe it, 40, of the Gen X Photography Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mario Piper, and with me today, of course, is my co-host, Suzanne Peterson. Hello, Suzanne. Hi, Mario. How are you? Doing okay, doing okay. Get, had, had some stuff recently happen, and we'll Let's talk about that. it a little bit. But anyways, good to see you. Good to good see to you as well. Good to chat with you. And we have a special guest today. Her name is Sarah Akers. And so, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. We're thrilled to have you. So thrilled. Well, uh, before we get into the um, into the actual interview with Sarah, I just wanted to start off by asking how everybody's week's uh, gone. So we'll start with Suzanne. Uh, Suzanne, uh, how's your week been going so far? Week has been pretty good. Um, I was actually thinking before we started, like, what did I do photographically this week? <laughs> but, you know, there's always something, right? I've had a couple of really fun newborn sessions, which have been not on the film photography side, but just like so fantastic to see these little babies. I mean, like with the two weeks old, they're so fun. Oh. Uh, but film photography related, I have acquired another camera. Oh. So this kind of fell into my lap. Um your and my friend Mario Sherry Christensen mm-hmm. had mentioned something about somebody not really offering a very good price for something she was selling. I'm like, well, what are you selling? And it happened to be one of the cameras that I have probably for a while now thought about. Yeah. I don't need another camera, <laughs> but I've wanted to get a Nikon film, another Nikon film camera into my set. Mm. That's a little more like what I got. So I did buy her FE2. Oh, wow. That's yeah. what I use. It's awesome. I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's a great camera. You can't go wrong with that. Okay. I'm wow. so excited. I have the F5 and I have like an N65, N55 or something. Um, but this one was one that I've just continually heard good things about. And I kept telling myself because I really don't need another one. But when it happened to come around, it was she was offering a wonderful price. So I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. So it should arrive. At, I just got a notification. It should be coming in on Tuesday. And I can't wait. Wow. It's <laughs> wow. my excitement. I know. So the FE2, um, the FE2 and the FM2 are kind of similar, right? But there, there's some differences between like one's an electronic and one's fully manual or something like that? I, I You know what? You are asking the wrong person because I am not a super like techie i don't know all the differences but i think i read somewhere that either the fm2 or the fm3 is like you can use it at all shutter speeds without a battery okay i I could be totally i think that's what it is i think that's what it is okay which is fine which is fine i have (laughs) batteries i'll have backups (laughs) yeah absolutely well yeah the from what i understand and i i don't know this except for well so my wife and i um my wife and I are taking photographic uh, photography courses and we're on like week five now, but the instructor has a, a knicker mat. Oh. And I've heard that the F, FE and FM2 are like super build quality. Okay. So I've never seen one in person, but I saw the knicker mat and I know that was made, you know, an earlier version of, uh, of the FEs and FMs. Okay. And if it's at all made like the knicker mat, then they must be spectacular cameras. Because <laughs> oh, that I'm one excited. itself was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. I often, I oftentimes want to hold one of those or to shoot with one of those because of Vanya. Yes. Yeah. Martian. 
because she always shoots with the necromat or necromat, however you say it. Um, so she's always piqued my interest in that camera. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited to get it. Cool. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> we'll have fun with it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, Sarah, uh, how about your week? How's it gone? Uh, been going for you? Beautifully, it's been going beautifully. Thank you. Sorry, I jumped in a little bit early. I got really excited about the nope. FB2. It no. is, it is don't so, worry, don't worry. That's, that's how we are. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's one of my I never thought it would be one of my favorite cameras to shoot with, but it's so it's so easy to use and such a great size and it's such a solid little machine. It's just you can do I feel like you can do just about anything with it. So it's really replaced some of my fancier cameras as my kind of go-to. I really love it. So I'm, I'm thrilled for you. But um, yeah, I've had a great week. It's been a very chill week. Um, it's been kind of a planning week. There's been a lot going on um, with my kids. So it's been hard for me to really focus too much on photography this week. So I've tried to, you know, in the evenings when things quieten down, I've tried to look through books and get ideas and make write out plans of, of what I want to do next. So it's been kind of a preparation week for me for when I do get an extra minute and this week's going to be spring break for my kids so lots of pictures of my kids and probably not a lot else and then after that I hope I can get some things going <laughs> spring break wow that's awesome that's yes. cool <laughs> that's cool well I, I can't wait to find out more about I know Susan Suzanne and I both neither of us can wait to find out more about your photography and just yeah. all about what's going on so but uh <laughs> Well, as far as my week, uh, we had a, a family tragedy uh, a couple, about a week ago. My brother-in-law's house completely burned down. They mm -hmm. lost absolutely everything, all their pets. Uh, they, the only thing that they did not lose was themselves, which thankfully they didn't. But, uh, you know, they lost everything. And uh, one of the things that they lost, well, one of, one of my nieces, one of their daughters, um, it, it, she shoots film as well. She's 16 years old. And so she lost all of her equipment. So I reached out to um, some, some folks on the, well, just to the negative positives face, Facebook page and got quite a number of responses. Um, I asked if there's anybody that had any cameras that they didn't want to just let me know and we could settle up or whatever. And three camp, well, two cameras already came. One's on the way and some film. Uh, one is a an OM2N, Olympus OM2N. One is a Nikon N70, um, which is a pretty beefy camera. I've never seen one before, but it, it's a pretty interesting camera. And then one uh, Canon EOS 10S, uh, a new, I guess, a newer uh, SLR, newer uh, Canon SLR. But I guess before. From you guys' standpoint, uh, this will be it'll be after. But when I actually make the uh, editing, I'm gonna add um, a thank you shout out to all the people. So, uh, but just to all you in podcast land, know that you've already heard that, and that's what these mm -hmm. cameras are representing. Uh, going to my niece um, because of you know the unimaginable loss, and so I thought for myself, I just just thinking it might be a good time to be able to have a camera and film in her hands so she could at least have a creative outlet to in some way get through it so absolutely yeah but they're they're uh they're doing okay and they've got a lot of support lots of family and friends that are helping them out so it's the nice thing about families you know <laughs> and Definitely. all the 
film photographers that have uh, stepped in to help just thank you all so much <laughs> so all right well um let's go ahead and get on into the um, interview with sarah acres so suzanne why don't you start us off okay awesome well again thank you so much for being on it's really fun um i'm excited to learn more about you um i did notice i think on your instagram that you live in north carolina now yes that's correct yeah i've lived here for and about 20 years. where do you live in north carolina um, I live in a town called Creedmoor. It's just a little bit north of Raleigh and Durham. So I'm in the oh. country, but everything. So it's it's a good okay. place to be. Okay. I was, I was only curious because I, ha I have a connection to, to North Carolina because I have family in Wilmington. Oh, Wilmington's and, beautiful. Yeah. And we took, we I've taken my kids on vacation. I should say my parents have taken us, <laughs> me and my girls, on vacation there starting when they were, I think, four and six. And we went every two years. And so we've been at least, I don't know, they're 23 and 25 now. So we've, we've been there a lot. And we go to, to of course, Wrightsville Beach. Yes. <laughs> they rent a beach house. And it's just so fun. So I had to, anyway, find out where you were from. I, I really like North Carolina. It's it's, it's wonderful. And we're only about two hours from, the, well, about two and a half hours from the beach. So it's wow. it's wonderful. We go down there as often as we can. That's so cool. And you said you have four kids? Yes, I do. Um, okay. Three are in college and one that's seven. So he's a first grader. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's probably who we're seeing on your Instagram feed. Yeah. You see a lot, you see a lot of my kids on there. Okay. Is it, uh, is one Annie and one AJ? Yes. Yes. So, okay. Um, yeah, They're yeah. stunning. Son is not, I'm sorry. They're stunning. Oh, thank you. They're, thank you. They are incredible. And they're, they're such great models and they've been doing this for years and they're so patient with me. So I, I'm really grateful for that. I, I awesome. understand my girls, like they would be like, mom, no, I'm like, <laughs> just, just go, just bear with me. Okay, well, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I'm glad you get to take pictures of them all the time and don't stop. I so um, one of my first questions, just because I don't know you as well, Yes. If you could describe yourself in three words as a person or as a photographer, how would you describe yourself? You know, um, that's that's one that really stumped me. And I've thought about this all week. And um, I hate to say I don't know, but it's such a hard one to answer for me. I've been a stay at home mom for almost 22 years now. So um, definitely mom. Um, other than that, I, I really... I really don't know how to define myself. Um, it's I don't feel like I'm quite where I want to be or who I want to be yet. So kind of a work in progress, I guess, is. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's I, I like know it's not that. there, but it's it's an answer. <laughs> no, that's actually a fantastic answer. I would have to say I'm the same way. I'm going to hopefully continue to becoming a better me and who I really am. You know, that's awesome. That is if wonderful. I if I can interject here, you did give three words. I don't know. There you go. That's right. <laughs> and, and that's perfect. That's <laughs> that that is kind of a hard one. Okay, so so we know that um your your kids are probably a big subject of your photography. Um, what is your favorite sort of outlet? What what do you like to shoot? Like I know for me it was super hard when my girls grew up <laughs> because that's how I learned photography was by photographing them yeah. how do you still gravitate towards photographing people or do you what's your favorite thing to really photograph what do you get passionate about photographing um I 
I am definitely passionate, of course, about photographing my kids. Unfortunately, they're all still closed. They're right here. So they're still, for the most part, my oldest son is not a willing model. Generally, I've got a couple of him, but but it's it's mostly the, the two middle ones and um, AJ and Annie. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm comfortable with them. They're comfortable with me. So mm-hmm. they're, they're great to shoot. Um, was, um, I am passionate about so much. It's really just whatever strikes my eye at the time, you know, wherever I'm at or whatever I see. Um, lately, I did have the privilege of photographing a local band and I've always loved music and I've always loved band photography. And nice. it's something I've really had the opportunity to do so being able to to go out and photograph them um both for portraits and and just you know for fun and then while they were performing was such a huge thing it was so exciting it's something I've always wanted to do so that was just really this incredible thing for me I mean it's just this incredible joy of being able to do something I've always wanted to do but just never really had the chance so that was really exciting (laughs) That is exciting. So was it somebody who was like on tour? Were they just a local group playing and you got to? Yeah, they're a local group and they um, they followed my Instagram and they also, they're friends with my son, but they didn't realize that I was his mom. So they reached okay. out to me and said, hey, I like your photography. And then they sent my son's like, hey, I think your mom's the one who's taking our picture. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. That's so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, so my son was able to come out and hang out and I was, you know, they were, they all remind me of my oldest son. Aww. So comfortable with them and they were just a really great group of guys and their music is incredible so that was a lot of fun too so it was just it was a blast I really oh that is so wonderful yeah I I, I really like that a lot I noticed that you have um you do obviously some some nature stuff oh and also the tiny little is are they figurines so that's one that's one thing when I'm, I'm trapped in the house or I feel like you know I'm you know, there's not, I haven't had this creative spark. My grandfather gave me this model train world. It's massive. I mean, it used to be in my great uncle's basement. It's just hundreds of buildings and thousands of people. And I've got a lot of it in totes out in my garage, but some of it I have set up in the house in the 1940s. And it's, um, a lot of it he customized himself so it looks like the town where I'm from in eastern Kentucky. So there's a oh. lot of back home there. And I just absolutely love shooting it. There's just so much to it and so much work that he put into it and that my grandfather continued. And then I grew up looking at it thinking it was just you know, the, the coolest thing. And so oh, now sure. it's and it reminds me of home and where I grew up. It's a you know little town on the the river that has a lot of um, a lot of trains passing through, a lot of rail yards there, and it just reminds me of of my youth and my family. So it's I don't know how much other people like seeing it as much as I posted, but I it, it brings me some happiness to photograph it and to just share it with everyone and you know just be reminded of my home and my family. I think that's great. I mean, I would hope that that's where we all go for is like shoot for ourselves, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then if somebody likes it, that's a bonus, you know, I do like it. I do like it. I think it's really cool. Um, I remember a while ago, I saw somebody else doing like miniature photography, like literally setting up scenes and stuff. I'm like, and I remember it was over lockdown because yes. they didn't have people. <laughs> that's just like, how clever is that? I've it is. And they're so well done and they're so much fun and that you can get so creative or just do anything. It's surreal and weird with it if you want to. I mean, there's just an infinite number of possibilities of, of things to do, especially 
like you said, when you don't have the opportunity to get out and be with other people or maybe to go exploring like you would like to do. Yeah. It's always here. You, you know what it made me think of? Your little city. Right? <laughs> it made me think of, I don't know if uh, any of your kids were into this. Uh, what's your your son's name? Um, my youngest is Miles. Miles. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Miles is into this at all, but my kids were both into Thomas, the the tank engine. Oh, all of my kids were into Thomas, but especially my boys. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, it makes me, when I, when I saw those images, I immediately thought of Sodor Station, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. My oldest son, he used to have, it would wrap around our downstairs. He would have the train tracks and they would go from room to room and he just, loved it and my my youngest he just likes lining things up in nice little neat rows so it's uh, different ways they play with them but exactly that's what it reminds me of this is just the um the grown-up version I guess <laughs> yeah that's cool. that's cool that's cool um well Sarah one thing that I wanted to find out about is looking through your Instagram feed I love your photography is just awesome I there's so much here we could talk about so it's hard it was hard for me to think about you know, what What do I want to focus on? But one thing that drew me in mm-hmm. was your cyanotypes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, I, know, I noted on one of your posts, you said to take a break from the cyanotypes. You posted this, but I was like, man, I don't want to break from your cyanotypes. They're beautiful <laughs> and gorgeous. But there is one in particular that I just, I mean, all of them were really good, but one in particular that was just so rad. It was the uh, bunny rabbit. Yes. Yeah, that was that was just a kind of a spur of the moment. I I like bunny rabbits. So I just okay. kind of picked one and, and put some flowers on it and set out in the sun and tried to see what would happen. And I was really pleased with the results. That's so cool. So for like for those who may listen to the podcast who haven't done a cyanotype before, who mm-hmm. maybe even haven't even heard of a cyanotype. Can you explain what a cyanotype is and how you do about, I guess, how you do it, and what draws you to cyanotypes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's unfortunately been um, since the lockdown started. That's what got me started on um, doing the cyanotypes. Was <laughs> it was something I could do with work I already had, and I could just get outside on my back porch and enjoy the sunshine and still feel like I was being creative and making something new. Um, it couldn't be any easier. Um, I get my um, chemicals from photog- photographer's formulary. Um, I've used the liquid. I prefer the powder just because I like the whole hands-on thing, but the liquid mm-hmm. is just as great. Um, you just basically paint it onto your paper and then put whatever you, I, I usually either, a lot of people use flowers and botanicals and things. Um, I print out, um, negatives on just clear transparencies and, um, put glass over it and take it outside for, depending on how bright it is out there, um, a minute or two, and then bring it in and rinse it off. And voila, you have a beautiful image. I love the blues. I love the tones. I love the depths of the image. Um, I like being able to get creative with the negatives. Um, you can go into the computer and do all that. You can manipulate images. You can just do them straightforward. There's just so many possibilities that you can do with them. So I really fell in love with that. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, um, my wife relatively recently got into uh, analog photography and one of the first things she was into or got into was cyanotypes and we're finally getting to the season where we can start thinking about doing them again um but it is it really is a fascinating way of doing well i guess in a true sense 
photography because it is the sun yeah. writing onto the paper, you know? It's the sun doing the work. <laughs> it's just such a beautiful thing to watch the paper slowly change color and to kind of gauge when you think it's it's ready, when it's going to have the, the contrast that you want, to be able to bring it in and rinse it off and just watch everything kind of appear by magic. It's such a beautiful process. Exactly. You know, I was listening to a, a podcast. Um, I, th I think it was Stuff to Blow Your Mind. It's more of a science-based podcast, but they did a four-part uh, series about photography and the history of photography. And in one of the episodes, they talked about the different kind of something O-types, cyanotypes, ambrotypes, uh, all these different kinds of photography, you know, alternative methods back in the 1800s. And they did talk about cyanotypes and how relatively easy maybe maybe for somebody who hasn't done it before maybe it might seem like a difficult thing but it's really not that difficult and it yields a, you know just fantastic results and yours are just utterly beautiful <laughs> definitely now that it's starting to warm up again I really have missed doing it and I've got mm -hmm. some ideas of things I want to try that I didn't really get around to when I was doing it last so mm -hmm. I'm definitely you'll you'll see more of them soon I promise but yeah it's cool. that's what kept me from it for so long as I just assumed it was going to be so much harder than it was and then once I sat down and did it it was it was really amazing in its mm -hmm. simplicity so it was just a very calming cathartic experience to be able to do something that wasn't too difficult but gave you these incredible results so yeah yeah I definitely listening give it a try that it's just such a nice thing to do yeah um when, when you do your um your film transfers you know or make put your uh, negatives on I guess print out that on transparency film or paper, I guess is what it's called. Um, do you, are there specific kinds of photos that you gravitate toward? Not like the subject, but as far as like uh, high contrast, low contrast. That's high contrast, they seem to yield a lot better results. Um, the lower contrast ones, like a lot gets kind of lost in, in the mix. So okay. um, I tend to, to usually gravitate toward my more contrasty black and white images. They seem to, to do a lot better. So um, okay. I've tried to, those are always the ones that work out best. I like the the more simple, just again, like you said, high contrast. They really always turn out really well. Okay. Kind of trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to know because I I've tried just a few with a, a film. Well, like doing what you're doing, printing out a tra on transparency mm -hmm. transparency paper. Also by using uh, four by five um, film negatives that I've shot. Um, yeah. And. They didn't turn out as well as I thought, and that might be the reason why is there's, there was too much of a gradient in between the, you know, the yeah. highs and lows. So, yeah, I always try to give everything a little bump in in Photoshop first. I always try okay. to to make, yeah. So I, I I mess with them a little bit just to make sure that they're the right level that'll turn out in a way that is what I had planned. That's cool. That's cool. Well, okay. thanks. Thank you so much for explaining that. And I again, I just they're. Quite amazing, quite amazing. I, I really like the, uh, well, all all the flower ones, and then that one. I think it's it must be Annie. Oh yeah, you you labeled it cyanotype. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's just got this really, uh, I I don't I don't know the word to put on it, but both old and kind of grungy as well. A really interesting look to it. There's such a simple stripped down kind of look, and at the at the time. Yeah. Annie really into zines and, and the kind of whole photocopy look and everything so that was kind of the look I was trying to go for with that one was just a simple kind of old school zine look for that one and so that's 
I was happy with the way that one turned out too. And then they can give you like that. You can get that and get the flat look or you, I've seen some, um, there's a woman on Instagram, Rosalind Hobley, I believe is her name and her cyanotypes have so much depth to them. I mean, they are just mm. stunning. He's really who I look to for inspiration. I'm not on her level. She is just such an art and, but it's, it's incredible the results you can get with a lot of work and a lot of practice. <laughs> I, just a real quick thing. Isn't it weird to think that, you know, as you look to this other photographer um, because of her, you know, what she, how she inspires you, isn't it weird to think that there are probably ones who look toward you and the inspiration that you can give them? <laughs> it's it, We're all on that journey, you know, all on that journey. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm the one who's never tried a cyanotype because I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. It's fun. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so weird. Like I literally just wrote a little blog about how I feel like I'm always getting in my own way because I, I'm like you, how you said, I have so many passions. That's how I am. I'm like, oh, I want to try all these things. And then, and I think what I'm trying to do now is step back. I actually had to sit down and talk with my husband the other day so I could like voice it. I was like, okay. I'm going to, instead of trying to do lith printing and this printing and that in the dark room and this in the dark room, I'm going to fix, figure out one thing. This is just for how my mind works and focus on it just for a little bit. Cause I'm starting to feel like this creative paralysis. Yeah. Like I can't even do anything because I'm scared, ah, which I don't like. I don't like. So I'm, yeah, but I've never tried cyanotypes, but yours are fantastic. I see the one that you were talking about with, with Annie. You verbalize it because I go through the same thing. I had the, the chemicals I needed for cyanotype for so long and I didn't try it because I was afraid I'd mess it up and it seemed so hard. And I did right. it. It was so simple. And I was the same with film photography. And then I was the same with developing my film. And it's just one of those things where I've had to learn to push myself through it and just do it because that's hard. But it's it's you get such a block sometimes. And no, you're so it's right. It's yeah. It's so it's so weird. And I like, I was the same way. I mean, I did not develop my film for a long time. And I had a couple of friends um, that live in Nashville. And they both over the lockdown, they're like, Suzanne, get the chemicals. You can do this. It's really not hard. And I mean, I literally like had the sweats. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. He's like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, I'm like, you're right. You're right. And it was super traumatic, that first roll. But we all get through it. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway. Um, I wanted to ask you about, I, I also deeply love your cyanotypes, like, and I'll have to get the name of that, uh, lady that you recommended that, that you go to for inspiration. I'd be really interested to take a look at hers. Um, but you have a lot of, I'm, I'm pulling up your Instagram again, where you have multiple exposures. Yes. I love, this is so up my alley, but I, I don't quite understand like how, what kind of a camera are you doing it on? Like, I'm kind of curious about your process and if you could explain to someone how to do it successfully, whereas I know sometimes the accidents are the best part, but if you're successfully trying to get a cool multi-exposure, how do you not overexpose? How do you, what kind of camera, how do you get it so you can do multiple exposures, those sort of things? You are in luck because I do all of my multiple exposures on the Nikon FE2, so um, it's fantastic. Cool. It has this wonderful little button you just push that lets you do oh as many God. multiple exposures as you can oh. fit on there. And I, it's beautiful. So, yeah. So, you've got oh. the perfect camera coming your way. Okay. Um, Sheila was this incredible tutorial on how to do multiple, multiple exposures. And so, that's where I learned. 
And it produces, when they turn out right, almost a pencil sketch, this real rough draft looking kind of image that I think is just so, so soft. I'm so used to shooting so high contrast. I was always drawn to, you know, documentary photography and mm-hmm. Maplethorpe and all these black mm-hmm. and white, just really high images. So, and I always wanted just crisp, well-focused images. So it's been nice to try something that's completely different from what I'm used to and absolutely fall with it. And um, the good thing about it is you always kind of know what you're going to get out of it, but it's still always a surprise too. So, and when they turn out well, it's just the greatest feeling. Um, I just, yeah, I just really find a subject that I think would lend itself well. Um, usually, um, there's one I, I did of a fountain in the local gardens, and it's okay. just got this nice but all these beautiful things in the background that kind of change. And I just tried to keep the fountain, the fountain center focused and walked around it and just kind of snapped as I went. Oh. And is, okay, is, so you're yeah. not just staying in one spot and saying, okay, I'm going to focus on this tree and take, like, because I think, okay, handheld, is it? You know, is it slow shutter? Is it so you're actually moving yourself? Walking around, yeah, exactly. And trying to center thing up center things up as much as possible. Okay. Um it's hit or miss. I know there's probably a lot better, more accurate ways of doing it, but for myself, I just kind of like okay. the the wild card kind of Do look you, of it. Are you um how how are you doing your exposure? So are you manually exposing and are you compensating? Like I, I see I get hung up on my questions. I'm like, ah. Well, um, I really, um, that's something I, I probably, it depends on the lighting. Um, usually if I'm outside, I will set my, you know, the FE2 has, you know, the aperture priority. So I just usually set that and set it on usually F12. So I get a, a good amount of focus and it's a bit not too much. And it seems like it really does the job for me. I hate to be lazy like that. but um, No, I, I, I like that. I like because it'll make it more simple. And then like if you ever want to investigate you can switch the you know switch to manual but that's great to know how many do you typically do how many exposures Um, I think the most I've ever done is 12 Um, I've seen people who've done a whole lot more with incredible results I know that they definitely do the manual exposure and 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 really you know work with that a lot more Um, usually I have kids with me so there's always kind of a a little bit of a a hurry not too they're really patient but after a while they do want to move on so they're a little bit of Exactly. And when I did the band photography not too long ago, um, I used that technique because when I got there, we were inside a barn at dusk with just a skylight for lighting. And I was not prepared for that at all. And so I thought, well, they've kind of got this crazy, heavy sound. And so I thought I would try that with their pictures. And thankfully, they loved them. But um, I definitely had to be a lot slower for that and get a lot of you know I knew I get a lot of camera movement and a lot of blur in there but they that was the look that they were really happy with it suited their sound and oh it my gosh out. I was so grateful are you going to be able to share those band photos I'm dying to see them now on there um I've got a lot on one shot so they're on there um it oh, starts on, with on this, just the image Yes, yes, they're on there, most of them. So the ones I like the best were on there. It starts with a guy who, he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and he's playing guitar, but it's kind of hard to see and it's really dark. But most okay. of the ones image were, were taken from, from that series were taken like that. Again, just because I didn't have much to work with and I had 400 film with me and <laughs> I just yeah. had to 
get creative and work with what I had. And, and thankfully, they were happy with it. One of the guys said it looked like an earthquake. And I thought that was the coolest thing anyone has that ever That is so about. cool. I'm, I'm pulling up this one that I thought was maybe a band picture, but I think it's your son. Because it says, Ian is your son? And he's my oldest. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. He's a handsome young man. I love that photo. That is like, that's like an album cover right there. <laughs> well, he has just recently joined that band. So I've got to get out and take more pictures. And they will have my my oldest one in there, too. I'm proud okay. to say. Well, I'm definitely going to go, like, feed through your your thing knowing this. I'm super pumped to see those. I really want to try that. The, so I was telling Mario, the only time I've done, uh, I did a triple exposure, woo, um, accidentally <laughs> on my Holga, because you know how Holgas, you have to advance it. And I just, you know, it was early in the days of using a Holga, and I'm like, did I, did I do that? So I got it. But it, the funny thing is, is I submitted that image to an open call for art, and it ended up in this really nice gallery in Boulder. Oh, that's awesome. Like, what? <laughs> Pure accident. But I'm like, hey, it was it really was cool. It was it was in color and stuff. But these those are really neat. Thank you for telling me that you move because I I would have never I don't know why I wouldn't have put that together. I you know I haven't either until I read their tutorial and saw some of the work that they had done and it was just like I said such a cool pencil sketchy sort of look that yes. I had never really film before so I was really excited to try and I still feel like I have a lot of room for improvement and maybe focusing more on you yeah. know settings and stuff would get me more of what I had in mind but it's just a lot of fun to to mess around with it really is it, it looks it like is. fun it looks like fun I had the um a week ago we went my husband and I went out to the botanic gardens which we love to go shoot out there well there's not a whole lot that's green there or it's green, but the flowers aren't out yet. So it was more of a like, it's a nice day in Colorado. Let's go get out and shoot. And so I actually had black and white loaded. And then I had um, the Kodak 2254 Mario. Mm -hmm. And which really does render kind of just an interesting, funky look, depending on the colors in your photo. It does. And, but yeah. it's also like a, is it a six ISO? 1.6. 1.6. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, and so I intentionally wanted to use this because I wanted to shoot color, but I also wanted to get movement. So I shot the whole the whole day handheld with it metering at I think I metered it at like two or three because my my meter on my my Siconic wouldn't go down that low. <laughs> so like I didn't want to pull out my phone for a meter. I wanted to just use the Siconic. So um so yeah, and it was it was fun because it's that I'm so drawn to those photos that have either in camera movement, and that's kind of what the multiple exposures reminds me of it's it's more of like he's the gentleman referred to it as like a tornado or hurricane or whatever he said or an earthquake earthquake yeah like there's something about I just it's I really dig it so I'm this is going on my list <laughs> I need to see what you do with it that's really exciting I never ending list of cool things to do <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> right so um one of the double ex well, I think, well, I can't even say a double exposure, but I think it's a multiple exposure uh, or maybe a sextuplet or septuplet or octuplet of <laughs> Annie. Um, is, was, was that a multiple exposure that you did in camera as well? It was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Had her stand as still as possible and just kind of walked around her and, and it was kind of awkward for her, but she's a good sport as always. So yeah, yeah that was was and it's something I definitely want to do a lot more with it was just my first time really really trying it but it was a blast yeah just kind of kind of try to keep her centered and walk around and see what see what happens 
<laughs> what did she think about that uh, image? Oh, she's she is so supportive, and she's a film photographer too, so she kind of gets what I'm trying to do. She she understands the uh, the need to do strange things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> She was really pleased and she always goes, you know, she always sits down with me and we talk about which ones we're going to, you know, I let her have final say in which ones I post. She, uh, she's oh, my cool. editor. So I go through and she's like, I like that one more than this one. And we sit and we talk about it. And then she kind of gives her her final, her final approval, which I really appreciate. <laughs> I just found the picture. That is, that is a really, to, I don't know. That's a very powerful picture to me. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I really... I don't know how you got that one center where you can actually make out her face. Yeah. And then like that one would be on my wall. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say it'd make an awesome album cover, but I don't want to uh, right. cheapen it by say, by saying it's an album cover. Cause it's no, more it's, than that. It's like, it, no. it's just so cool. Um, I think that was a great compliment. Thank you. I'll- <laughs> Huge. Yeah. I, so I was not, sorry. Can I interrupt real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I get looking at your gallery, I'm like, your work is just like totally up my alley here. Um, I love this one. I'm going to see if you have a caption. The exploding plastic inevitable. Um, I tangled. It looks like it's, it looks like you have a double exposure of, I'm guessing Annie. Yes. Darker hair. Okay. And there's like a negative. Yeah, that was, that was kind of a, a happy accident. We'd gone out that evening to see um, the documentary on the Velvet Underground. It's a, a band we both like. And um, I came home, and I don't know how I mangled that. I did some double exposures, of course, in camera, but I, I mangled the film, winding it on the reels. I don't know if, if my reels were gunky or if I was just impatient or what, but it must have been a disaster in there. So I developed it. Apparently, it was all touching and weird places it was it was just a it was just kind of a mess but it was kind of kind of cool too I was oh my it gosh was, I was it, so from the little um from the thumbnail on Instagram and I'm on my computer so it's a little bit bigger I thought it was like a window shot like shot through glass like maybe she's standing sitting inside and then I opened it up I'm like oh my gosh the the sprocket holes could not have been more perfectly placed yeah it was just a happy accident but I yeah about film that is happy little things that have, that you don't really expect that kind of take an image that might otherwise be oh that's pretty good and turn yeah. it off yeah just okay well, it's so, it makes it something special no I'm just like yeah that is that's a really fun one yeah I, I really oh. <laughs> we sorry my, my okay. mic <laughs> go ahead like, Mario come back <laughs> But yeah, it was just, and, and with the film, it tied into the film we saw because um, some of the scenes in the movie kind of had that look where it with the, the, you know, old Super 8 film and the sprocket holes and the, oh. you know, the Andy Warhol screen test. And so it, it you know, I liked it was on purpose, but it absolutely was not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's, well, I, I think sometimes those are my most fun, <laughs> my most cherished ones. It's like, oh, this just worked. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I that's think that's awesome. one of the things I just one of the many, many things I love about analog photography is mm-hmm. from multiple exposures to cyanotypes, all and everything in between um, lit printing, all of it. It's just so varied what you can do that yields, yields these incredible results that just are hard to replicate any other way. It's just so fascinating, endlessly fascinating. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. 
like you talked about, I think in the, the last episode about film, you, you think it would be something that would be easy to replicate, but it's, it's not film has a look like nothing else. And that's what really drew me to it. And yeah. again, abilities of different cameras and different films and, and all the things you can make happen and not make happen, but kind of happen on their own and that you can get with digital is just what, what makes yeah. film such an awesome thing to be able to do. And I'm so glad it's just getting more and more popular, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally. It's really exciting to see. And the, the, like I said, my 17-year-old my daughter is is into it. She's got friends who enjoy it. It's just it's just really neat to see their take on it and what they're photographing and what they want to go, you know, what they want to do with it and where they want to go with it. It's really, it, it is really exciting. Absolutely. That's so cool. That, that might sort of segue into my next question. Absolutely, <laughs> where, go ahead. Where, where do you, do you, um, do you have ambitions with your photography, like for like more band photography, or do you, would you prefer to keep it on a hobby level or would you prefer to take it more into a business? Do you have, do you have any master plan or are you just kind of enjoying the ride? Um, for right now, I'm really just enjoying the ride. Um, my immediate plans, um, I just want to keep pushing myself further. Um, I've got a speed graphic over here. I've never put film in that I want to try. So that's something I want to mess around with. Um, long term, um, I've always loved documentary photography. So it's my goal to kind of a project I want to assign myself and focus on that for a while. That's something I'd like to do. But otherwise, I really just, I just want to do as much as I can and, and get as good as I can get and try to do as much as I can do. Um, there's just, just so much out there. Like you said, it's, it's overwhelming the, the amount of projects you can give yourself, but um, yeah. I just really want to keep pushing myself and, and whatever camera I'm using and, and do as much as I can and learn as much as I can. And eventually, you know, if I end up famous, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. I, I feel like half the time the people who like we admire and look back at were doing the same thing. They weren't out with the intent to be like, oh, I hope they buy my book when I'm dead. You know, right. it's like, no, yeah. they were just doing them, which I think is what you're exemplifying right here is like, you know, your your stuff with your your kids on cyanotype or the band or the multiple like whatever you're doing is like we're just doing us. And I think that's so cool. Things have a nice falling into place. They really do. You you end right. up going directions you wouldn't think that you would have gone, but you're happier there when you find yourself there. And so that's that's sure. kind of what I'm doing. That's yeah. good. I love it. Cool. Well, um, you know, thinking about all the phot photographs that you've taken, uh, as film photographers, especially if we do shoot a lot, we we get a lot of pictures. We go through a lot mm -hmm. of film. Lots and lots and lots of film, lots and lots and lots of photos. And of course, not every one of those photos is going to mean the world to us. We might shoot a dozen, of, like take for instance me, I might shoot a dozen pictures of leaves. I like to shoot pictures of, of you know, fall leaves or whatever. Yeah. Not every one of those photos, or maybe even out of the entire role, there might not be one single photo that means the world to me. I might like them, but, you know, just they might not mean a world to, the, the world to me. But every once in a while, one photo will just either immediately stand out or over time I'm, I start to think about it and it just starts to mean a little bit more to me and I continue thinking about it. So what I was going to ask you is out of all the photographs that you've taken, are there some of the photographs that you've taken that have stood out to you and have maybe a deeper meaning to you? Definitely. Um, the first one that comes to mind and it's it probably isn't one, it's, it's on my Instagram, and it's probably not really one that stands out to anybody else but me, um, 
but I took a picture of my son. Um, it was our first trip back to Kentucky to visit my grandfather um, since oh. the beginning of the pandemic. And he's sitting at the breakfast table with the morning light shining in on him. And it was a table that I sat up growing up as a kid that my mom sat mm-hmm. at when she was. Um, I pretty much grew up at my grandparents' house. And it was also mm-hmm. the first time we've been back to Kentucky since my grandma had passed away. So oh. um, it was just my, my grandfather. And it was it was such a, a moment. I was just really grateful for that moment of seeing my seven-year-old oh. sitting there in my 90-year-old grandfather's house enjoying a breakfast in the sunshine. And it was just such a such a perfect moment. And um, I was really happy with it. It captured, you know, when I took the photograph, um, I used my, my um, Rolleiflex and it oh. exactly like how I hoped it would be. The, the morning sunlight, the shadows, my, my little guy just sitting there being happy, enjoying a banana with, you know, at, at his great-grandparents' house. And that's that's probably been my favorite picture that I've ever taken just because it just captures such a, such a perfect moment in, you know, an otherwise fleeting time. You know, I, every time I go back, I realize how fortunate I am to be able to go back and be there with my family. And I know it's not going to be there for forever. And so yeah. it, it was just a great oh moment. Gosh. Yeah. Like um, hearing your words about this, like I'm sitting here looking at this picture as you're speaking and the picture itself to me speaks even without your words, but hearing mm-hmm. your words attached to that just makes it like a hundred times more like, oh my gosh, you just got me right in the heart. Like, it's just home, oh, right? It is. <laughs> Everything the, tied up with it. Yes. The light, like you said, the lighting is fantastic. I, I never know where to look with my camera. Um, <laughs> the little, uh, like him holding his banana. I mean, it's like, it's so innocent and just is such a, a real life moment. And then you have all that added history behind it oh my gosh i i see why this is your favorite yeah or one of your favorites one of your more meaningful i should say one that came the one that came to mind first again just because it captured such a perfect family moment wasn't posed and it wasn't planned it was just there in the moment and i can tell is this is um the shot of annie all so it was right posted either right before or right after um, you said it's how Portrait 160 turns out when you accidentally shoot it at 800. Was oh, that, that at the same house? <laughs> that, that was the same role, yes, it was. Uh, oh. well, I'm over here and I'm like, I really dig this shot. Like, I love the colors. Mm-hmm, me too. It gives <laughs> really a classic look to your, like, your vibe is very, like, I'm, it's really neat. It's a very classic look. Yeah. Like, you know, um, in, a, in a unique way. I appreciate that. No, thank you. That That's, that's a compliment. Yeah about that because that was when I was first beginning my, my film journey and so I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out but it, it really it you know I was pleased doing good let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> well thank you for sharing that because uh, I you know I know everybody probably could have a, a, a different idea about each other's photography and also just our own photography and what it means to us and various photos uh what they specifically means to us but i think like you said the most important is family it's family it's yes home uh, uh, as mike gutterman says you know he talks about the artsy fartsy stuff and i i shoot a lot of artsy fartsy <laughs> type stuff Same. but the most impactful ones are definitely uh family and un- i shouldn't say unfortunately but like for me a lot of i i don't have the same kind of thing uh situation you do my, my, you do my kids don't like being photographed <laughs> that much <laughs> so most of my best photographs of them are when they were much younger and on digital i would love to do some 
cool artsy fartsy stuff uh, with them as subjects, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. it is hard when they when they don't want want you to do it because mm. it's like you're, they're your perfect little test subjects, you know. And it's true. Oh, for when I they was, grow up, I they'll like it, you know. I was lucky. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't always like it, but they they did let me. <laughs> no, my, my oldest, and my youngest, they are not not fans. So again, I'm I'm happy yeah. to have a few that will, and then I can sneak in the occasional one of the others when I can. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Cool. So I have um another question about if you had a tip or two to pass on to other photographers that you maybe it was given to you along your journey, what would that be? Like just a tip that you could give to somebody either starting or even somebody like me who I've been doing it so many years, but I get stuck in these, like I said, this creative paralysis. Hey, um, again, it's, it's pretty much what we already talked about. Just put film in your camera and, and go shoot. That really, I was hamstring for hamstrung, hamstring, hamstrung. <laughs> hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> But for so long, I just was afraid to try. And now I don't know why. I mean, like you said, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I was like, well, you know, if I send it off to get developed, they're going to think I'm incompetent or something. I mean, who cares? Right? So right? it's it's just get out there and, and shoot and don't be afraid to try new things and don't be afraid to mess up. And sometimes messing up is really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. and also to be helpful. I've gained so much from the helpfulness of others so when you can help other people make sure to pass it along because i wouldn't be where i am without the help of a lot of really great photographers um chris coker um he's nc film freak on instagram was the one who really pushed develop my own film um he sent me so many helpful videos and so much advice and he really pushed me to get that going and without him i would probably still be paying a fortune to send it off for absolutely (laughs) no reason so, again, just don't be afraid to do things and, and definitely help others who might be afraid to get started on some things. So that's yeah, as basic great as advice. <laughs> the great yes. advice. It's like I always feel like I have to remind myself to go back to the basics. Yeah. You know, just like, OK, start go go back to that innocent where you just went out with a camera and just took pictures because it was fun. Yeah. You know, and stop. I just tend to overthink sometimes. But those are I think that's great advice for any of us, because like I said, even at the moment, I need to remind myself of that. Just go shoot. Yeah. Who cares if it's a masterpiece? It doesn't have to be. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, Basically. I, exactly. I kind of uh, experienced a little something like that just the other day. I, I uh, was testing one of the cameras that um was uh, given to my niece. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that the auto exposure worked because, you know, she's probably going to shoot in auto exposure. Plus, I just kind of wanted to shoot with the camera. <laughs> and uh, so I I put a roll of uh, T-Max uh, 400 in. And I said to my wife, because we're going to get we're going to go up um, and give them dinner, uh, I think this coming Tuesday. And I'm going to give them the camera, give her the cameras as well as the film. And uh, I'm so excited. But uh, I, I told her, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get through you know, a roll of film that's not very far away as far as, tu- you know, Tuesday and it's 36 exposure. She said, you've never had a problem shooting film. <laughs> oh, so awesome. I took that, took that to heart. I went out and within like 20 minutes, I shot 36 exposures oh. <laughs> and it was, it was liberating. It was so liberating. Cause I wasn't really thinking. I was just like, Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And it was yeah. so fun. So fun. I love it. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And she's going to love it. This visit is going to be emotional for you because it's like 
something yeah, you're I, passionate that you share with her and mm-hmm. oh she's just gonna it's so awesome so. yeah um so Sarah, uh, one thing I want to, uh, as far as like my final question for me, one one thing I want to ask you is, it's not a deep question, um, but you already talked about your Nikon FE, mm-hmm. uh, FE2, is F-E- it? Yeah. FE2. So I'm I'm gonna assume by how much you talked about it that that probably is your go-to camera. It is, or yeah. We could maybe say favorite camera. I don't know, but uh, as far as film goes. Black and white or color, and from oh. each one, which film do you like the most? What is your go-to film or your most cherished film? Um, oh gosh. Sorry to put this on you. I didn't even give yeah. you this question beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I um, it depends on the situation. I I really love black and white. I think you can. I think there, I think it's a lot more versatile than color. Mm-hmm. In my personal, there's a lot of incredible things you can do with color, and some situations really just call for color film. Um, but I, I feel like personally, I do. I'm able to do a lot more of what I want to do with black and white. Um, I think it's so expressive and so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love this Cinestill um, BW um, XX. Um, oh, nice. And um, of course, the the Tri-X, um, Kodak Tri-X is, is awesome, too. Those are probably the two I go to the most. Um, okay. And then for color, um, what have I got? Um, just, yeah, a basic Portra 400 for uh, for color. I, I love the color that it yields. I, it's it's consistent. So, yeah, pretty basic, but they, they get the results I like and I'm happy with. And as far as my favorite, my favorite camera is probably, um, I have a Mamiya um, 645 that I oh. adore. Me, too. It's Aren't they the, they, they've got the nicest sound and weight and they're just a tank and they make the nicest slapping sound and I love them so much but um oh. it's too unwieldy to to drag around with me when I go out and about so so the Nikon's the winner for portability and convenience that's for sure that is so funny I have to tell you that was so my Mamiya 645 it's one of the early early one maybe an M I, I can't remember exactly first medium format that I bought and I bought it for the recommendation of a guy that he does a lot of eBay selling. He's local here or in Louisville. And, um, he's like, don't go for like, everybody gets these Pentax six sevens at the time. I knew nothing, nothing, nothing. So he goes, go for this one. But it's the same thing. That is a brick. <laughs> I mean, I would, I should put that thing on the scale, but it's, I know you're talking about the shutter slap. It is so satisfying. It is. I love using it just for that. You feel yes. like picture I know. <laughs> I need to just load it I need to load it I'm so into my TLRs right now that I just I haven't even touched that camera in probably a year today I'm gonna load it and shoot I'm just gonna go shoot. Can hear that noise. Oh, yes awesome. I gotta hear it again <laughs> my, my dream camera when I got the Rolleiflex I'm like this is the camera like I'm never gonna get another camera and it's it's beautiful and I love its results but but the Mamiya has kind of replaced it it's a weird thing I never thought I'd find myself saying but I just really I just really love using that camera, but the Rolleiflex is a lot more convenient than it, it ranks oh, really well. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot more portable. It doesn't weigh a billion pounds. I'm not afraid I'm going to drop it and yeah. hear myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so fun. Oh, cool. Suzanne, do you have any more questions? No, I think I got my whole list checked off, which is <laughs> awesome. It's like, we got to move fast enough that I get all my questions answered. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sarah, it has been a real pleasure talking with you. Thank uh, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. You guys have been so easy to talk to. This has been a blast. You're wonderful to talk to as well. And it's been a pleasure for me, too. 
Well, thank you again so much. <laughs> and please just continue on with your awesome photography. It's it it's so wonderful. Every time I see uh, another picture coming through in your feed, it's just you know, wow, there's another Sarah post, and I, I just I love it so. <laughs> everything because it's it's my favorite thing outside of momming to do it just brings me so much happy so that's the world thank you again absolutely absolutely so thank you all for listening thank you all so much for continuing to listen these 40 episodes it's it's crazy that we've gone this far and uh, again sarah this is awesome that you're on the 40th episode (laughs) so it's awesome but thank you all for listening and as always Keep those analog vibes alive.